Okay, I'm just going to take a moment, Phil Gorn, and say this is the afternoon after the night before. That was the night that was. How are you feeling after election 2021? I, I'm not sure you could uh, print that on the radio. Um, I, I just thought it was amazing election result. I mean, I'm so, so proud of the Isle of Man that we've uh, finally begun at least to significantly ad- address the, the gender gap. I mean, that's absolutely fantastic. I mean, 10 women in. Um, and it's it's interesting, actually, and a lot of the comment today, um, particularly to things like the Man in Line has been, don't mention the fact that so many women have got in. It's not relevant. But you know what? I really think it is. Of course it's relevant because effectively, I think it was about 10 or 15 years ago, we were second um, in the Commonwealth. We had the Commonwealth Parliamentary Association, all the... Uh, parliaments around the world we were second only to sark in terms of how bad the representation of women were in Tinwald and within a remarkably short period of time we've gone to uh, over 40 percent and that is fantastic. Okay what I'm going to do now is just uh, reveal the fact that we did have our own predictions um, of who were going to be the winners on the night this was based on the fact we did these 12 constituency debates and uh, you know we and we judged the performance really you got 19 out of 24 I've just counted mine up Phil I got 20. Ah well I, I got lots of close thirds uh, that I, I thought that one a long way off was uh, Aaron Michael where I put D- Duncan Livingston in but uh, to be fair on me I live on the other side of the island and uh, I only based my my judgment on on how the election meeting went that uh, Banks Radio attended. Joe, it, it was such an exciting evening and early morning. I mean, some late declarations, though, and I'm guessing, obviously, the process now from a government point of view is looking how it all went and analysing what worked and what didn't in, in the same way that, that we do with our own coverage. Absolutely, and, and of course, the, uh, the, you know, the, if, if this were a private sector thing, heads would be rolling by now in terms of the... Uh, whoever it is that gets the government's uh, message out, because effectively you've got a 40% chance of being re-elected as a minister now. This is with a a very uh, professional, uh, well-paid and uh, well-resourced media team. What on earth is going wrong? I mean, that is something pretty serious. Uh, so, yeah, um, I think government needs to have a very long, hard hard look at itself because, quite frankly, who would want to be a minister? They've changed the uh, the financial system in terms of the payment of, of members. So, actually, to be a minister, you only get £5,000 more, which sounds a lot to, to many people, but when you think your chances of getting re-elected if you take on one of these roles is, is, is down to 40%. There is no doubt, though, that the Crown and Elections team worked really hard to try and promote the general election this time. We haven't really got the the full breakdown with regard to voter turnout. I would suggest, though, maybe the early indications don't look that great for a boosted turnout this time. No, no, it's it's generally not been good, um, you know, um, and and you know that that's not clearly that's not down to uh, the the cabinet office the cabinet office clearly uh, c- can only do so much to influence these things there's a, there's an awful lot more going on here in terms of people uh, switching off from the whole democratic process um, but as i say i, I think the the, the the well the three core messages for me the one is the the significant increase in, in women in keys which is fantastic uh, the other is is government's uh, f- obvious abject failure to, to, to connect to the people 
And uh, the third one, actually, is the uh, the return of the Manx Labour Party. They've been out of uh, office for a, a very short period of time since David uh, Cretney stepped down, for the first time since they, they came into being. And, uh, you know, they've got two excellent new candidates in there. Two out of three. Gareth Young, though, he wasn't far behind in uh, Garth. Um, there's other questions now on the mind of people, I'm guessing. Who is going to be the next Chief Minister? And I would be surprised if it's not um, Alf Cannon. I think Alex Allenson, by getting second, um, may lose some votes. I think some some people will listen to Chris Thomas's uh, view that only those who, who uh, win their constituency vote uh, should be eligible for this. I mean that that's not the case. It's you know it's anyone can stand who's in the keys. But um, there will be people who think actually popular mandate is, is, is quite important. In that case then, June Watterson, in terms of overall votes, got more votes than anybody else last night. Yes, but I heard him on the wireless this morning and that did not sound like someone who's, who's gearing up for a chief ministerial campaign. Um, but he, he, you know, a classic politician's uh, response. He he did give that never say never uh, hint towards the end of his interview this morning. Time yet, isn't there? Um, I just want to say that there were some really dignified uh, speeches from people and interviews from people like Tim Baker and Ray Harmer last night. I really thought that they did themselves proud. Graham Cregeen as well, um, because it's a difficult position to be in when you've lost your seat. Uh, when you're holding a ministerial office and you still have to hold that office until uh, the new Council of Ministers is established. And I really think that says a lot about them. Absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I've, I've already messaged them all and said, if you fancy a pint, I'm, 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 I'm there for you. <laughs> to, comm- to commiserate. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, OK, just one other question then. Who is going to be in this new Council of Ministers? It's hard to say because uh, there's again we had a, a lot of new names in uh, in 2016 and there's t- is it ten more new names this time eleven, or, or, eleven I think eleven so so again um, lots and lots of of, of inexperience in in the uh, in the keys but I suppose we have got Jane Paul Wilson and Kate Lord Brennan who have got political experience having been MLCs yes yeah and uh, I you know I I expect that we will have quite a few women in the Council of Ministers for the first time ever. Well, we shall see. Um, I don't know. I think we're all still running on adrenaline, aren't we? I'm not, I'm not quite sure what else to say, but it really was an exciting election when it came down to it. Always is in that in that situation. And you were there really at the coalface. And uh, in your constituency, Tim Glover uh, got in. We saw Stu Peters as well, just showing, I suppose, that if your name is well known... You stand a good chance. You fancy going for it yourself, Beth? <laughs> mm. There's MLC positions coming up. I'm not certainly not putting myself forward for that, but you know that's going to be interesting now as well, isn't it? Well, yes, yeah, because um, again, uh, um, I thought quite extraordinary uh, comments from Chris Robertshaw last night, suggesting that uh, uh, Graham Crajean, really, with his all his experience, should should go for this. I mean, he, he you know, I, I was really sorry for Graham, but. He came bottom of the poll. Um, you know, if uh, MLCs are, you know, I, I just can't see how someone who's who's had such a, a severe battering uh, uh, by the electorate could reasonably be considered. But yeah, we'll, we, who knows who who may be the next MLCs? So, what are you going to do with all your time now then? 
Um, I've got supporters to dig. <laughs> same, as, same answer as I gave after the last election. <laughs>